Carol Ofori, East Coast Radio. Now, a big one that everybody's talking about is, of course, what's happening on the world stage. That is the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Now, what we do know is that lots of lives have been um, lost in Ukraine. And uh, uh, this is because Russia has taken on the, um, how can I say, the assault of Ukraine to take over that country. And it's been a very contentious topic for several people from various different walks of life. Everybody's a different opinion on the situation. But one thing's for sure, the majority of countries stand against Russia for what they've done. So what we um, are finding out today is how are South Africans affected by this? Are South Africans evacuated from that country? And the best person to answer this question for us, of course, is South Africa's head of public diplomacy, Clayson Munyela. Welcome to the show. How are you? Carol, it's good to be on your platform. I'm good. How are you? Great, great, great. I mean, I've been following you and seeing all the tweets. You've been a very busy man. People have so much to say to you. Yeah, I know it comes with the job. I, I, I've gotten used to it. You have to grow a thick skin <laughs> when you do what I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's dive straight into it. I think the biggest questions that people want to know is the latest on the South Africans in Ukraine as we speak. What is the situation? Yeah, yeah. so so if if I can just go one slightly back. So, so what has been happening is that prior to these attacks taking place, Ambassador... Uh, Andre Grunewald, who is our ambassador to Ukraine, had a list of South Africans who were in that country, the ones that uh, had registered with the embassy. Mm-hmm. So he had a database. So he advised uh, them to get out, like most countries did, um, to get out uh, before the attacks took place. Of course, uh, uh, some of the South Africans then decided to stay uh, for whatever reason. Perhaps they were hopeful that nothing will happen. After the attacks uh, uh, started taking place, then we had to move into the operation of assisting South Africans to get out of harm's way as part of the evacuation plan of the embassy. Of course, you the con- the, the, the context has to to always uh, uh, be that armed conflict, and therefore uh, moving around is difficult. Mm. Um, we advise South Africans then to take advantage of the trains that were still operational to move towards the border areas of neighboring countries that were receiving refugees or people fleeing from this armed conflict. We, At that point, we had about 28 students on the database of the embassy and other South Africans. The number was roughly 50. We've been making a call for families in South Africa to let us know if they've got family members in that country. We've now revised that figure of South Africans to 64. Today, as we speak, the South Africans that we've been able to assist to cross into neighboring countries um, it's 28 in Hungary. Um, we've got an embassy in Budapest, Hungary. The ambassador there is Ganga Tengi. He's been on the ground at the border with Ukraine uh, with his team, working with South African experts, volunteers, uh, facilitating the movement of South Africans from Ukraine into U- uh, Hungary. So 28 have uh, moved there successfully. In Romania, we've got five. In Slovakia, three that have crossed successfully. Poland has been another contentious uh, 
um, border post where uh, Africans in particular were subjected to some discriminatory uh, treatment where they were put at the back of the line. In fact, it started when they were still uh, moving from Kiev and other cities in Ukraine where some were prevented from buying train tickets, some prevented from getting on the, to the trains. We protested with the foreign ministry. The situation improved. So we then deployed our ambassador from Poland, Warsaw, to move towards the border area and assist uh, South Africans to, to move into Poland. At the moment, 13 have been successfully assisted, and these are mainly students. Uh, in fact, three of them have arrived back in, in, in the country, South Africa, yesterday. The others, I think two are arriving today. We're expecting more from tomorrow and the coming days. So it's been um, a difficult project to pull off, given that this country is uh, currently experiencing an armed conflict, but we've uh, worked uh, with our team under trying and difficult conditions because the primary goal for us was to assist our, our nationals to, to move to areas that are relatively safe. So as it stands, how many South Africans are in the Ukraine as, as it stands? So you have to subtract the 28 in Hungary, the 3 in Slovakia, the 5 in Romania, and the 13 in Poland. The difference would be the ones that are still in Ukraine. And once again, we're still making the call uh, for family members. If you've got a member, a family member in Ukraine uh, that is unaccounted for or that you know and haven't heard from and uh, you haven't seen on our list, just please get in touch with the department. We've got a 24-hour operation center uh, it's at zero one two three five one one thousand, and then we're able to, you know, get details from you and the address and all of that, and then reach out to them and offer the assistance that they need. There are other two students, uh, and I've had one of them on one of the other radio stations um, talking about how scary it is and not sure whether they will get assistance. Mm. We're making a plan because where they are is actually closest to Russia. They are near the Russia border and far from the areas that are experiencing attacks. So there is a plan we negotiate with key role players in that regard to provide a safe passage for them. At this stage, do we know if there have been any South African casualties in this war? No, fortunately not. Not that we are aware of. Um, and this is why it's important for family members to always keep in touch with us and let us know if we've missed anyone. Because, you know, and, and, and I wanted to pass on this message to, to your listeners. Mm. We've always been making a call to South Africans that if you are going to be traveling to a foreign country for whatever purpose, leisure, business or studies or work, uh, please inform the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. If you can't do that, when you get to that country, find out if there's a South African embassy and let them know that you're in the country. This is helpful in cases where you are in distress. We're able to know where you are and locate you and provide the assistance that, that's required. Uh, the other issue that we advise is that if you, it's possible, please get travel insurance because if you run out of money or, God forbid, somebody passes on, the insurance kicks in in terms of, uh, you know, bringing the mortal remains back home. So mm. those are the two key issues that we, you know, we, we advise South Africans to take heed of whenever they're going to be traveling. Now, the South Africans that are were in the Ukraine or are in the Ukraine, are these mainly students or are these people leisure or is it business owners? What are we doing so, in Ukraine? 
so in the 64 that we now have confirmed on our database, 34 were students. The others are people who are working there and others, I suspect, I don't know, they've got family there or whatever, uh, but it's it's mainly students, the 34, and the others would be adults working there and doing business. Now, I guess the big one that everybody's getting you for on uh, Twitter is obviously the statement that was released with regards to our position in this war that's happening, the UN General Assembly Emergency Special Session where South Africa voted yeah. to abstain from this vote. Um, is there yeah. anything, I know you've been quite clear on your Twitter timeline about why, and also there's a statement yeah. explaining why, but is there something yeah. you just want to make clear to people with regards to South Africa's stance in saying we yeah. abstain to the with, with regards to voting? Well, thank you for the opportunity because I think the first thing to remind listeners is that abstaining doesn't mean you endorse what is happening. So abstaining, you're not taking any side. The second thing to mention is that we had concerns with regards to the text of the resolution that was before the United Nations General Assembly for voting by members, Mm -hmm. uh, of which we are. Firstly, that that resolution, in our view, did not create an environment conducive for diplomacy, for dialogue, for mediation. That's, that's number one. Number two, we, 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 it sought to, in our view, drive a deeper, a deeper wedge between the two parties. And we've always maintained the principal stance that international disputes and political challenges are best resolved through dialogue, through negotiations. South Africa itself as a country is a product of a negotiated settlement. When you negotiate, when you have dialogue, you can avert and avoid conflict. In cases where conflict is already raging, like the the one between Ukraine and Russia, negotiations are the best way to get out of that and avoid more loss of life, destruction of property and infrastructure. So we're calling for diplomacy to be given a chance. But sadly, for the United Nations itself to play a central role, the United Nations Security Council is the organ of the UN charged with the responsibility of maintenance of international peace and security. And it's been worked out of the equation primarily because the permanent five always veto any resolution where they've got an interest and therefore that organ is now standing on the sidelines. We think it's wrong when there's a dispute between um, countries the UN has to play a central role so that's why we thought we need to abstain from this resolution because we don't think it's going to assist in terms of finding a, a solution to what's currently happening. Are South Africans safe in Russia? <laughs> Carol, Russia... <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, we've had that conversation as well, and we've got a team, we've got an embassy in Moscow, um, um, and uh, they they doing the daily assessment and, anal- and analyzing what's likely to happen, what's best uh, under the circumstances. We've already issued an advice to South Africans in Russia who don't have to be there, that it may be best to start making your way back home when there are still commercial flights available mm-hmm. before it gets to a point where it's impossible to get out. So that message has been sent out. For now, they are safe because we haven't seen any attacks in Russia, but it's a matter that will continue to monitor very closely. And do you see an end in sight to this conflict? Negotiations is the only way out. And that's why, uh, as a country, we've welcomed the commencement of talks. They started on Monday uh, between uh, Russia and Ukraine. There are talks continuing today. We believe that all of us as uh, international uh, members of the international community should support that process of dialogue uh, because that's the only way you get out of a conflict like this and avoid more loss of life. So we are lending our support to that process and we've advised the two parties to approach the talks uh, with a 
spirit of compromise uh, because in negotiations it's given to can compromise. And lastly, uh, one that was trending yesterday is the treatment of Africans in Ukraine. Um, yeah. Have you addressed this with your Ukrainian counterparts and what has yes. come out of that? Yeah, no, 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 we did. We had to protest uh, quite strongly. Uh, and I mean, we had to remind the Ukrainians that if this is how you're going to be treating Africans, even in a contest, uh, there's human suffering and everybody is trying to get out uh, and we're still seeing race tendencies. It's unacceptable and we will not forget this. Uh, so you need to correct it immediately. And uh, they then deployed people first at the borders but also uh, in the train uh, stations to ensure that Africans are no longer subjected to this discriminatory uh, behavior where they are put at the back of the lines uh, and so that they also are prioritized and uh, um, you know given a passage to get out of harm's way. Thank you so, so much for your time. Trust and believe this is not the last time we're going to speak. We will be hounding you again for further updates as you bring more of us home safely. And yeah, wishing you all the best. I would not like to be in your shoes right now. I've seen the fire from the Twitter streets. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, it's hot in that room. So thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> thank you. Thank Thanks, you for having Clayson. us on your platform. Have a Thanks. good Bye. one. That's South Africa's head of public diplomacy, Clayson Munyela, unpacking the situation for South Africans out in Ukraine. Carol Ofori. Weekdays 9am to 1pm East Coast Radio